0: relevant content for our members by our members this is TMC connect yeah they uh they grow old so quickly
1: yeah it's it's uh my daughter about two months ago said dad just think you only have two more first days of school with me and I went really is that what you're saying come on so I know
0: I know and they're so now. it seems um, as well so but yeah kudos to you it's like the days just keep rolling on and it's it's been I didn't realize that you had joined that other place back in 2011 I think I came in 2012 so I must have come shortly after you
1: no I think I was after you
0: for you so maybe yeah. it was 2011 June of 2011 yeah. it must have yeah,
1: been no, no I I was still with Equifax up until 16, so I was 16 when I
0: joined. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think I was 2012. Could be wrong, I've been here almost five years.
1: Awesome, I know, it's great. It's like
0: impossible, and you guys have been with us. Hey, um, I guess I should uh, thank everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're going to give it just another quick second before we get going here, but yeah, you guys joined us um, from 20, Trinity Oaks in 2020. Yep. So it's like, it's been three years already, which seems impossible. So appreciate you all for joining us today on this day four of 12 days of TMC. Um, I am lucky today. I have with me someone I always love to get, we don't talk very often, but when I get caught up with him, I always love the conversations that we have. So we have with us today, Michael Koontz, who is the president of Trinity Oaks Mortgage. Michael, thank you for being willing to do this with me today.
1: Well, thanks for having me and and because I know it's the the 12 days of TMC and you know, apologies to any Florida <laughs> state fans out there, but um you know, I'm going to be in the, in the spirit. So, no, I'm happy to be here and thanks for thanks for including us.
0: Yes, of course. Of course. So I was just hoping I know, you know, obviously you, you know, you're a Texas. We have a a number of other people, I believe on here who are probably in the, in the same uh, camp. I know of at least one on here that, uh, that you are, but I was hoping that we could get you to um, at least share with us what your favorite uh, holiday song is as we get rolling here. Um, For those of you who don't know, Michael is like, Garth Brooks. That's who I equate you to, so.
1: Well, thank you. Um, Yeah, so, and there's a lot, but, uh, and this is not really a song. It's more just a seasonal uh, song that comes around. It's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's the Carol of Bells, I think, but I just love everything about that. It's just a powerful song, and of course, they begin to play it now, so it kind of takes me through the entire season.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one for sure. Yeah. Share with us a little bit. Well, before we get started on that, just so that people on here know, if you're just joining us for the first time today because of 12 Days of TMC, The Last Week in Mortgage Today is a show that we do every Tuesday, even when the 12 Days of TMC is not going on. So please check out our event calendar and register. And then also subscribe to our YouTube channel, in case your schedules don't allow you to attend in person. And you can come back and um, get information from us on what's going on in the industry every Tuesday, featuring one of our great lender members. So um, please do join us for that. Michael, would you share with us just a little bit about Trinity Oaks and kind of like, you're in a different model than some of our other lender members are. So if you can kind of give us a little bit of background of that as we kick off things here, I would appreciate it.
1: Sure, sure. So Trinity Oaks Mortgage is a part of what we call a family of companies. Uh, John Houston Homes is a fairly sizable builder in the North Texas area, uh, kind of in the, I would say, Dallas, more Dallas side of the, the DFW Metroplex. But then we also build further down into the Waco and Temple area. And, you know, we've, we've got a model that's inclusive of land development, the home building company, we've got the mortgage company, we've got a title company, uh, design company. So we've kind of created a, I, I don't necessarily call it a one-stop shop, but it's certainly an opportunity to create an experience for a customer that is all inclusive. And so uh, that was really the design and, and really the thought behind John, uh, the namesake of our company. And so yeah, it's a, it's a model that we're pretty fortunate to say we're a part of, given the current state of the industry. It's nice to always have a, a home builder, even despite some of the challenges that are even in the home building side. It's nice to, to have that because we typically pick up the financing on a high majority of those. So uh, it, is a, it is a unique model. Uh, it doesn't necessarily stop Trinity Oaks from wanting to grow beyond that, but it's, uh, it's certainly, certainly a nice backstop. for sure.
0: You're there. I think if I remember right, when uh, you joined them, it's like, oh, they're going to grow that business now into something different. So tapping, tapping into your skill set differently. You're also a little bit different because of the culture of your organization. And it's a great time of the year. Um, And correct me if I'm wrong, but Trinity Oaks is more of a faith-based company. Yeah. Um, where, you know, a, a lot of us in the industry are very passionate about, you know, the people that we serve, but that definitely would be true for Trinity Oaks as well as being a big part of your culture. Serving, Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's, it's everything to us. So, uh, you know, our mission is to reach pe- people for Christ and to give to the kingdom. And so, uh, that is truly a part of our, our mission and, and one can't be done without the other. Uh, so we obviously want to be outreaching. That could be people within our organization or certainly the customers that we come across. And then of course we do give, uh, over 20% each year, uh, within all of our businesses to, you know, we, we kind of earmark, uh, whether it's. International, whether it's domestic or even local, uh, opportunities for us to give to, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the heart of our company and, you know, our, our. Kind of our brand vision is to to be joyful, hope filled, loving guides as we walk them through whatever process it is. If it's home building, great. If it's the mortgage process, so uh, you know the hardest part about that is to you know say that's who we are, but then for the customer to not experience that. So the heart of what we do every day is is really mission critical to us. So. Uh, but, yeah, it's a big reason why I stepped off of airplanes and traveling all over the country, because I knew the mission was uh, much bigger than me and much bigger than just simply bottom lines. So,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And a good thing to have, um, not even just not in your back. I say in your back pocket only because that's the phrase that comes to mind, but not in your back pocket in an environment like the one that we've been in, you know, knowing and being helpful about what is coming. Um, I would think probably helps a lot of people organizationally um, for you just trusting in, in that things are going to turn and um, it's going to be a little bit different than maybe what last year was. I'd love to just chat with you a little bit about the whole being a home builder, you know, supporting a home builder right now and I mean, everybody thinks of that as, oh, that's the answer to, you know, the supply situation that we have. There are a lot of challenges in that home builder space. So I would love to just kind of hear from you, you know, some of the things that you've experienced this year, um, having that tie to a home builder.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'll just go back to the previous statement, because um, to your point, you know, we we've not been immune to what's happened in our marketplace. Right. And so, um, you know, we, we certainly wish uh, that none of that would have happened, right. That these over corrections would not have happened because, you know, there's a lot of good people out there that, that, uh, are not a part of our organizations anymore. And so we wish them the very best and, and pray that they've landed and, and things like that. But, you know, to your point around the, the home building business, um, they are also not immune. Uh, so whether it whether it be supply chain challenges that we went through during the COVID season, uh, or whether it now be just the interest rate environment to be able to draw people out. So uh, you know the learnings. I think if if you look at kind of the the blocking and tackling, the supply chain issues have somewhat uh, moved on. We're not as challenged now. We do have uh you know some municipality challenges that we come into when we've got different lands uh, wherever our land development might be but for the most part uh, we've been able to maneuver through those you know it's been a big undertaking to and i I think that's been a part of our strategic change we were a custom builder we're no longer a custom builder uh we we really want to build a home that is going to be able to uh to be built in that you know eight to 10 month timeframe. It's still a beautiful home, it's a great home, and it's really what the marketplace is desiring right now. Uh, but at the same time, we can't be all things to all people. And so that's been a bit of a foundational shift too, in terms of, of the expectations that we set out you know, into society, but also even the expectations Of our own sales organization, whether it be on the home sales side and even into the mortgage space. So it's been a bit of a kind of a mindset shift to go from, yeah, certainly we can do that and make the last minute change order and et cetera, et cetera, to no, that's not who we are anymore. We're gonna, we're gonna build something that's a little bit more, what do they call it, track custom, but yet still a a very nice home. But no, I think I think overall the the challenges that the home builders are experiencing now are are the risks of spec to, uh, to, to true build ratios, right? And we were in a season where uh, the right thing to do was to help the supply challenges and to be able to go out and put more specs out in the marketplace. Well, as quickly as that's a great idea, it can also then become a risk because you've got warehouse lines now that are saying uh, interest carry is, is gonna go up and you know we don't wanna have that risk necessarily uh exposed so we need to get those specs moved so now that's the new season we're in because now it's all about let's get to those starts because we've got a better cost model and uh there's more things that we can do so
0: from some to more uh you know uh track environment where you can still create a beautiful home and everything kind of reflects maybe on what is out there in the marketplace out there that you're trying to supply a greater value in your home when it's not custom to people that that's something that's missing right now. The cost of the house has really increased a lot. um, And there just isn't a lot of affordability um, out there. So I would think that that would help with that mission in the marketplace that you're in. And
1: yeah, and I I, I just would, you know, that to your point, a $350,000 house that we sold in 2020, or even with some appreciation in 2021 is now a $550,000 house. So couple that with a 7% interest rate or seven and a half or what have you, it, you know, it's tough to swallow. And so we've even had to go in some different directions in terms of diversification. So one of the things that we did as a company uh, which the original intent has completely shifted, but we, we got into the what we call the single family attached to the townhome business and mm-hmm. started building those as well. Now, that starting price point, what we thought was, well, these are going to be folks retiring and you know wanting to downsize and they're going to land their plane, lower maintenance, et cetera, et cetera. Well, guess what? It's actually become the first time home buyer uh drumbeat. And that's where we're starting to see a lot of those first-time home buyers is getting into some of our town homes to get them from the rental game into the owning game. But uh but yeah, so it's it's that balancing act. And you know, that's where I think the power of Trinity Oaks along with J. Houston homes collectively uh, can be a difference maker because you know we've got our fanny ticket. We've got the ability to go and take out some forward commitments and And really utilize seller contribution along with things that we can do on our side to to take what's a seven and a half rate and get it down to a four, eight, seven, five. And that starts to be pretty attractive. So you you do draw out those buyers and and you talk about dating the rate or marrying the rate. Well, we're saying you can marry that because it's likely that's not going to go anywhere in a two to three year period. So we can. yeah, Yeah. So that's that's been a good strategy for us.
0: It's funny that you say that because I found myself in a situation last February where I made a quick move, didn't plan on doing it. It was right when rates had started to go upward. And I did that exact same thing. So I've got a builder, but it's a builder that's in our network. That's a smaller builder. And that's how I found my house by calling them and saying, I can't find anything on the market. I know you sometimes have specs. What can you, what you, can you do for me? And they had one left. And so that is exactly, and it's a townhome and I love it.
1: Right yeah well i think I think it's you know people going either from the renting game or maybe they want to move up um the newness the freshness the colors the the you know the granite the, all those things that they may not have today um and then just being able to get them to a, an interest rate that's consumable and you know <laughs> that's a hard thing, but I think it it you know as a package we certainly have that attractiveness maybe versus some others
0: all the things that I wanted or I thought that I wanted. And you know what? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's like that rate mattered more to me and just getting moved. And so I think that there's a lot of that out there. I think that people would find that there's a lot of that out there. People always think they know what they want, but the reality is when you're in a housing situation and you have to move, it really becomes much of a more scaled down version of, you know, is this acceptable to me? And do I love the community that I'm moving into? And that's, the people that I'm going to surround myself with.
1: No, that's 100% uh, accurate. But I think just like everybody in this call would would probably agree with me on, you know, we're in the business of making loans and we're in the business of helping people reach, uh, you know, reach that that uh, opportunity of the American dream and, and what have you. So, you know, our job is to is to educate them on why now? Because if if we do forecast ahead, because I think we've all said every economist in America was wrong two years ago, a year ago, but hopefully they're now starting to get smart again. I think they are. But I think the idea is that we need to be educating buyers on the fact that there is going to come a time where if you're not in this game and you're not taking advantage now, that supply could dry up. So, you know, let's let's get into this home. Let's get you in there and then let's find ways in which we can work that rate down over time. So,
0: yep. You're in um, Dallas-Fort Worth in that particular market is where you reside. Texas has always seemed to me to have more stability and not quite as up and down. But what you just mentioned was interesting to me. So are you seeing now in your market that you are having some of those more um, dramatic swings, I guess I would say, in pricing and things. Cause I've always associated Texas with kind of having much more of a stable flatness to yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, uh, the coasts are always going to experience the bigger, the bigger pops uh, naturally. Um, whereas we're going to be kind of steady eddy through it. But, um, but we are also seeing, uh, you know, people coming off of, we're coming off our pricing, right? Whether it's something we've had. Out there, listed in the community, we're slashing prices as needed to to move homes, but I think as a as a whole, and as the Dallas Fort Worth in general, it's still going to see a positive appreciation on a year over year basis. and And I don't know if even if you look ahead, and there may be some depreciation, slight depreciation, maybe in twenty four, I think we're still going to see some some stabilization. You know, in our business, obviously, you, you know, a national average on a on an average loan balance may be you know, 375, whereas we're running somewhere north of 450. So it's just, you know, so that's kind of the the market that we're in. But I, I do think, um, you know, in the need to move homes right now and and to be able to, to not have that massive interest carry that that warehouse banks are, you know, de-risking themselves with and us de-risking, they've got to, uh, they've, we've got to move them. So we try to find the balancing act there. And and I'll just kind of, you know, breaking news from a Trinity Oaks perspective, you know, we've been working very hard behind the scenes uh, to become a part of the employee stock ownership program of the product company. And so we finally uh, gained alignment approval. We got our uh, non-objection letter from Fannie Mae. So we're going to be moving forward with that. And so we feel like that will be a great Um, you know, obviously a great pathway forward for Trinity Oaks, but also what we call ourselves as the household group now. And so being a part of, you know, the single kind of entity view with a common mission of, of being able to make it easier to do business with us, you know, ways we can optimize our own performance, but certainly uh, ways that we can uh, show a better customer experience. And then, you know, naturally we see growth opportunity with that. So
0: Yeah, that is fantastic. That is fantastic news, fresh off the press. Um, So let's switch up and talk a little bit about credit reports or credit reporting in 2024. Some news has come out over the last couple of weeks that we're going to experience higher prices um, in that credit front um, again. A lot of people within our network had um, kind of changed a lot of their policies with either a tiering or waterfall pricing with soft poles um, that are now maybe going to have a little bit lesser impact because the soft pole pricing is what is really going up. Talk with me a little bit about like how you have dealt with that, if you see any new strategies out there related to that, um, and we'll get into trigger leads a little bit after that.
1: Yeah, so um, you know, in the, in the positions I've held in the past, you know, I know a lot of folks, and and uh, you know, you, you may be able to pull some strings here or there with vendors, but unfortunately, you know, we're not the we're not the the eight hundred pound gorilla. We're a small lender. We're a small, you know, really Dallas Fort Worth based lender. If we're being completely honest, we do some business here and there outside of the the immediate metroplex, but you know, we don't swing as big of a stick, obviously. And so um, we've been experiencing a lot of this, whether it be credit reports or, or any other. So we've had to certainly uh, make and uh, make changes and pivot accordingly. But to your point around, you know, the soft pull versus the tri-merge, it's, it's needed to become not just best practice, but almost a staple in what we do. Because when you've got buyers that are coming out that either have to move or it's a you know we, we just got to do it um you know what you don't want to do is is burn too much real estate in that process and you figure out you can't do something so having the soft call up front and then being able to move into the tri-merge has become a, a better overall business model for us and uh yes it, it it i think what it does is it gives you the answer you need up front right now uh versus finding out through the process because you know, we are all experiencing, I think, a little bit more fuzz on the deals than we've seen in the past. It's not necessarily going to be, um, you know, the the run of the mill uh, traditional borrowers. And that's okay. That's that's a good thing because we're opening up and starting to see folks that, that are looking to transact. But at the same time, we've got to be able to, to create the right expectations up front because we don't want to get all the way to a you know where we're down to the wire and we're not able to do something because of that so the the waterfalls become key for us yes it's it's added expense to the model but i think it's cut off you know uh, the opportunity to know more upfront through the process whether or not that's an opportunity that we're going to be able to do versus maybe somebody else
0: And of course, using, um, you know, soft poles are being used a lot, not just for like, they weren't just being used that way for cost. I mean, you give a very valid point of knowing more about what's going on up front, but soft poles also were being used to prohibit the whole trigger lead situation um, that has been going on. And I thought it had tapered a little bit, but I was having a conversation with one of our lender members This past week, and they said they had, you know, someone that was hit with 147, you know, phone calls and emails and within a matter of hours um, after having a credit report pulled. Director Chopra came out um, just this past week and said the CFPB. Can't be much help um, in this situation. So, I know that there's a lot of things I've heard, and Texas, I think, is one of those that has been looking at some legislation things related to trigger leads. So, I mean, kind of, what have you seen in with that particular topic?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I think your point is right. I mean, that's the that's one of the. The prohibitors if you if you are utilizing the soft call up front and and we try to educate our LOs that just get in that natural habit of pulling a tri merge and moving on down the road. It's really, you know, it's it's kind of a preventive preventative defense mechanism, if you will, to try to salvage as long as you can before they start getting dinged, you know, literally that afternoon. And and it's been a problem even in our home building because you get what happens is, you know, when we're out there and we're pulling these forward commitments and we've got cost on the line and there's seller contribution. Well, guess what? Now they're leveraging that seller contribution that they had with Trinity Oaks as a as a you know package deal. But gosh, I was able to have somebody else give me a call. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're they're a half point better or, or et cetera. So uh, it is absolutely, I think, a, a defensive play. Um, you know we are fully supportive of what cmla is doing and and we want to continue to be supportive of, of many of the advocacy groups out there uh, but i think it's just a recognition that this is just a part of doing business and you know that it, 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 it as tough as it can be to be bombarded with you know a magnitude of calls as a borrower it is what it is until it changes it's it's unfortunate that the cfpb didn't step up and do more in that regard. But at the same time, that's why we have these partnerships to continue to press and see if we can't move the needle more and more. So I'm confident that over time, these things work themselves out. And of course, you know, we may get into a new market here very soon where those are something we want, i.e. the refinance, right? Because that's going to become more prevalent here, maybe in the next six to 12 months.
0: That is that is very true, and um, thanks so much, Seth Collins, um, in the chat. I'm glad to see that you're on here. By the way, Um, they've seen a recent resurgence in their experience with that, so maybe renewed solicitation um, season for some people. Um, So, and Jessica Zentz put some information in here, and I'm not familiar with these terms. So, but these a drive report with an active UDM report for new alerts, so no longer needing to do a soft poll. So um, thank you, Jessica and Seth, for for those comments for sure. Um, Yeah, I think that one of the things that the CFPB has said that they would be willing to do is make sure that it's known out in the industry that lenders are not the ones that are necessarily prompting um, a lot of those. They can't help with, with reinforcement or taking enforcement but they may be able to make it really clear in some things that they're doing that it is because of the credit being pulled. It's not the fault of the lender that because a lender pulls a credit report, yeah. you know, that kind of gives your that gives your borrower a bad taste in their mouth, thinking that it was something that that yeah. you did. did originate, yeah, yeah, and lead them to go somewhere else. So I think that um, that would be good. And thanks for the tutorial today. I'm always looking to learn new things. Undisclosed debt monitoring. Um, Thanks, Jessica, so much for that education for faith today um, on the show. So, yeah,
1: employer Equifax uh, at it again. Yeah. So UDM.
0: Yep. Um, Also, this last Tuesday, um, new loan limit, FHA issued um, new loan limits Um, this last week. They continue to rise. I don't think that's any surprise. probably to anybody there just because of some of the things that we have talked about um, on this call and costs raising and loan amounts raising and, and all of those things. Um, So if you haven't seen what those are out there, those came out this last Tuesday. Um, We're in the fifth week of um, home purchases increasing in the United States. So longest stretch of gains i think since march yeah i think that's right um yeah so like have you kind of seen a new you know little surge well, coming? Wow.
1: yeah, yeah. No, it's it's good i mean i i think <laughs> we're very, we're very yeah. <laughs> a shot in the arm right so i think I, you know i i I know on the home building front, we we've got that kind of data study that we do pretty regularly, monitoring traffic, etc. But to see our retail folks starting to to get that pickup again and and really just gaining some confidence, right? I mean, those are the folks that are out there kicking the tires and you know, reinventing themselves and and really working their tails off to make a living in a in a tough market and i commend each one of them because this this is this is as difficult as it's been you know and so um you know to to hear the good news where we get excited about a deal again a deal right and so um it makes you appreciate things just that much more and and so yeah, I like, I like the fact that loan limits are, are heading north because what that means is there is an understanding that there's an appreciating market. It still doesn't solve for the fact that we're mm-hmm. still missing a part of the population that needs to be served. And so, um, and, you know, we've got to get the interest rate environment. I've, I've been a fully supportive uh, person of what Dave Stevens put out not long ago and kind of his proposal around the excess. I think that is absolutely what should happen. Uh, I hope that there could be some movement on that because I do think it would bring about some movement in the market that is much needed, and, uh, and it'd start to open the door to, uh, you know, really folks that are sitting on the fence that that deserve an opportunity to get in the game. So,
0: and we're like um, large fans here um, at TMC. There's so much negativity. That if you watch like for this show looking at the news headlines sometimes, it's like it's like we don't need that. We need to like head in the in the other direction. There are some really positive things if those of you on the call don't know, but you have people who are interested in kind of um, reinventing themselves or learning how to sell in this type of market. There's some things that we can help you with through um, TMCU. Here, we've got some great programming for those LOs who maybe are struggling a little bit. And you're right, they're the people that have boots on the ground every day. Many of us do as well, but they're directly impacted by the consumer. Some of them have been very heavily financially impacted. And to keep going as a salesperson in a market like this, it's really difficult some days. So, kudos to you for like showcasing those people and highlighting those individuals that are working really hard. Um, find it hard to believe, but we're at the bottom of the hour already. Always great to talk with you. Um, appreciate everything that you do with us, um, for us within the TMC family and hope to catch up with you sometime soon.
1: Yeah. No, I want to thank, thank you guys too. I mean, it's, it's, a uh... First of all, what you're doing is is exactly what needs to be done. Is bringing uh, lender members together in this community and sharing ideas, and uh, especially in times like this, and you know certainly keeping our eye on those folks that we hope will land. Um, you know, and we appreciate what you guys do in that regard. But now, thank you for your partnership. Thank you for being a strong voice out in the marketplace. And uh, yeah, so it means
0: Welcome. a lot to us. Means a lot to us, Michael, coming for you makes my heart very happy this afternoon. So for those of you on with us, join us. If you haven't been involved with our um, we're doing something new this year. We're doing a solution sprint. It starts this afternoon. Um, join us for that. And then of course come back tomorrow for for day number five of the 12 days of TMC. Thank you so much, Michael. Take care. Have a happy Halloween.
1: Yeah, you too. Merry Christmas. Bye bye.